Welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Baron. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm good. So do you remember, it's been, I don't know, it's been a few weeks ago, we did that show where we talked about kind of the the cycle of the games when mm-hmm. things have to happen at certain times during mm-hmm. the, during the year in order for the games to happen. Well, we're in the wrap up phase yes, we in are. our cycle, right? Mm-hmm. We, this is the time when we talk with all of our sports directors. Mm-hmm. We evaluate everything that happened at the games. We meet with the key volunteers, our committee directors, the staff. We try to get athlete feedback. We mm-hmm. work on putting together a plan for Mm -hmm. next year Mm -hmm. and now is the time when we also evaluate if we maybe want to add new sports or Mm -hmm. things like that so uh i found a few sports that i think maybe we should consider oh good or at least some (laughs) events that we could maybe possibly partner with okay these are just just they're just ideas right let's say this Incidentally, I found all of these on the British online newspaper, The Mirror. Okay. Okay? So here we go. You ready for these? Uh These are sports that could potentially be added to the Huntsman World Senior Games. Number one, or we could partner with this group. This is the International Cherry Pit Spitting Championships. Oh, awesome. What do you think? (laughs) What do you think? My family would love that. (laughs) So a recent champion, Brian Krause, he managed to spit a cherry stone, an astonishing 80 feet. Are you kidding me? 80 feet, but it was wind assisted. So there was was some help with some strong wind. He's from Michigan in the United States. The sport was launched in 1974 to celebrate the local cherry harvest. And it's really just kind of grown and taken on a life of its own since then. So cherry pit spitting championships. Yes. No, maybe not. not. All right. Well, let's find another one then. Do you know what gurning is? No. Gurning. Okay, I didn't either. But this ugly battle can be traced back to 1852. Wow. So it's been around for a long time. Here's how you compete. Competitors frame their nastiest expressions through a horse collar <laughs> and compete for the world championship in Cumbria. Now, over the years, they've found that toothless people tend to traditionally do better. The top gurner in 2014 was 47 year old tommy maddinson who get this he's a 15 time global champ in gurning and has not had not been beaten at least in 2014 since 2000 so you got some stiff competition there (laughs) okay i can see i can see that one's not for you yeah probably okay so how about air guitar world championships oh okay do you play the air guitar i do so you've had a few lessons yes honed your skills yes so it's been part of the olu music festival in finland since 1996 this championship has each participant plays to one tune of their choice and then another one, which is a surprise. Oh, that wouldn't. So you got to be ready. You got to be ready. <laughs> Contestants are not allowed to have any backing bands. Oh. They have got to strut their stuff solo. Oh, wow. this is this is air guitar solo. The entrants are scored in the same way that figure skaters are scored. The routine is judged on form, symmetry, degree of difficulty, stuff like that. Oh, you know. Okay. This year, the competition was held virtually. Okay. And Justin Nordic Thunder Howard 
from the United States was the winner of the Air Guitar World Championship. Just with that name, he should win. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that you know, Nordic Thunder, like you, you can't go anywhere but right. gold medal for that, right? right? Okay, I've got a couple of others. Okay. I can see you're liking all of these so <laughs> yeah. far. Yeah, these are these are real contenders. Uh, Worm charming. What? Yeah, you don't do that. Uh, that's no. not that's not a habit or a, a hobby that you have. No. So enthusiasts descend on Williston in Cheshire, England, to bang, tap, and stab the ground with pitchforks to entice worms to the surface. This contest began in 1980 when a farmer's son charmed 511 worms above the ground. <sighs> And a recent winner managed 394. So it's still going strong. I, I still can see you're no, not interested in this one. Not at all. I'm going to keep going. I've got two okay. more. Uh, extreme ironing. Oh, I might could do that. Okay. One. Okay. Well, let's let's learn what it's about. Launched in Leicester, England in 1997, this risky activity requires contenders to iron clothes in locations such as mountainsides. Okay, I'm out. On a frozen lake, <laughs> underwater. Oh. No, not for you? No. So the Extreme Ironing Bureau says this is probably the greatest sentence that was ever written in the history of sentences. It's an outdoor activity that combines the danger and excitement of an extreme sport with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. (laughs) How can you go wrong? How can can you you? go wrong? Okay. This is my last one. Okay. Stinging nettle eating championships. Do you know what stinging nettle is? It's a plant. Yeah. It kind of grows on river banks Mm -hmm. and it creates a rash. It's really Mm -hmm. itchy. It's kind of painful. So this is held each June in the Devon village of Marshwood, England. A lot of these are from England. I guess it's because it's an English newspaper. I'm gonna just leave that right there. I'm gonna leave that right there. They say (laughs) they say that defeat comes with a true sting in the tail. Apparently, the pain-free secret is to roll the nettles into tiny balls and then throw them into the back of your throat. But listen to this, Lil Philip Thorne, age 48, took the title this year, gorging on a full 80 feet of prickly nettles. 80 feet, 80 feet of singing nettles. Why? <laughs> Competition, right? Oh, Competition. Oh, so none of those uh, are for you. No. Back to the drawing I'm board. Out. Back to the drawing board. We'll have to get back to that. Okay. But speaking of sports yes. that you don't normally associate with senior athletes, for the first time ever, rugby right. was contested at the Huntsman World Senior Games this year. And joining us by Zoom are this year's directors, Jeffrey Owens and Ray Green. Hello to you two. Hey. How's things going? Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 What do you think? Any of those competitions sound appealing, <laughs> Jeff? I'm an ironing Nazi. In fact, I'm the only one who irons at home. So I I go through starch like it's going out of style. So I would be all over that one. Up on the mountain, under the water, while you're surfing, parachuting, like mm-hmm. that's all about... What do you think, Ray? Anything ring a bell for you? Like this is this the thing I got to get into next? You know, I once won a pepper eating contest, and okay. somehow I was thinking maybe I'd be okay at the cherry thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys play an, a version of a stream, an right. extreme sport of your own, and uh, do it very well. So uh, we want to talk a little bit about your experience at the Huntsman World Senior Games and rugby in particular. Um, let's start off with you, Jeff. Jeff, you and I were the ones who talked at the very beginning 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of came into the office and said, Hey, I got this idea. What do you think? And, and I'll be honest, I, we get ideas occasionally mm-hmm. they, they don't come in all the time. We have 35 different sports, right. so we're already offering a lot of stuff, but every once in a while we have a new idea come in and, um, I raised my eyebrows a little bit, Jeff, the first time we talked when you said rugby. I don't I don't know a ton about the sport. I'm learning. I know more now than I did. Uh, but I know that it's a very physical sport. And uh, so I, I raised my eyebrows, but you you know, assured me that everything was, was good, that there were people that wanted to do it, that they would come and play. And I said, what do you, what do you, let's, let's try it. Right. Let's give it a shot. What do you think? First year over and done. What was your experience? Honestly, I thought it was an, uh, an amazing success. Um, I, I, I was concerned after our first conversation, you'd mentioned that you, uh, uh, someone had tried at least once or twice to try to bring rugby to the games in the past. And it was unsuccessful at the time. But when I left that meeting, I was, I was confident in my team with Ray and with Patrick. Uh, and, you know, it's the whole six degrees of separation. It's not who, you know, yeah. it's, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, who and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was confident that between Ray and Patrick and I, we could at least give it a go. Yeah. And uh, in that 18 months uh, from that first, I mean, I, I called them literally minutes after I, I met with you and said, hey, do you guys, what do you guys think? And are you guys willing to come out and play um, and put this thing together? And they said, yeah, let's 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 see what happens. And uh, things snowballed within weeks, if not days. And uh, we ended up picking up uh, uh Joel Venables out of New York. He's the world senior game or the, sorry, he's the uh, Empire State Games coordinator and handles yeah. uh, tournaments in New England. And then we got um, uh, Dan uh, Santoro down in uh, Florida who used to write for Rugby Magazine and all these folks that have an interest in senior old boys rugby came out of the woodwork in support. Yeah. Um, and we had our ups and downs. We had some hiccups. Uh, even during the tournament, we, uh, as you know, we got we got rained out of our yeah. first venue, and uh, folks just came out of the woodwork to make it happen. Within an hour and a half after being told our field was flooded, we had a second venue, uh, and we weren't sure what the next day was going to be like. So we we had we that played two days two days of matches in one day. Um, and I and and that's that's significant because we had almost 200 players come out this first season. Wow. Um, one of the questions that we had in our first meeting was whether or not it was going to be touch or flag or full contact, and it was a resounding no, no, no. We we need to play full contact. <laughs> I gotta say, not to interject, but I'm going to interject. <laughs> when you said let's do it, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Are we talking about touch or what are we talking about? I feel like I just had offended every single person who had ever played rugby before in their entire lives. Like you the, did. Sh- the shock on your face was much bro- broader than the shock on my face. When you said, let's try to add rugby. And I learned, you know, that's, that's what you do. You learn. And I've learned that, no, this is full bore hundred percent all the way. And, and we had some talent come out. We had, yeah. I mean, for those who are listening, we, we played 25 minute halves. So we were playing in essence, an hour long. We had of the approximately 200 players that came out and I'm rounding up, but not by much. We, we had 43 who were over the age of 60 and we had four who were over the age of 70. And to their credit, they played that full hour, full wow. contact. Um, yeah, so that Friday incredible. when we, 
it was raining. I mean, the rain was coming down sideways, and I heard this is the first time in the history of the games that we've had that bad weather. It, we it, played, we it, was the wor- it was the worst rain day we've ever had. I, I, yeah. That is true. That is not an exaggeration. That is true. Yeah, but we had a blast, and, and uh, based on our feedback, we had eight teams. Um, a couple of those teams fielded more than one side, which yeah. gave us a full tournament bracket. Uh, but based on the feedback we're getting from other teams, uh, we're on track to double that number next year. Wow. Which is so exciting. That you know, it, exciting. it was fun this year just to watch teams come in. You know, we always start optimistic and we're hopeful, mm-hmm. but try to be realistic as well, you know, because there's a lot of logistics and a lot of things that have to happen in order for any event to happen. But as teams came in and then they kept coming in and they kept coming in and we saw that we were not only going to have just kind of a, you know, a dip your toe in the water exhibition type scenario, but we were actually going to have a legitimate, honest to goodness rugby tournament. We all got very excited and uh, continue to be so and looking forward to continued growth. Ray, this was also your first time uh, at the games and first experience. Um, what were your thoughts on the first time around for you? Yeah, well, I was I was very impressed with the Huntsman games just in general. Uh, it's amazing to me just how dynamic uh, the, the whole program is. And then even being in St. George during all that was really a, was a really cool experience. Um, you know, I thought, I thought the, the rugby portion of it, like, uh, was a resounding success. So at the end of the day, it's hard, um, to obviously put together three days worth of games, you know, with that many people and all those sorts of things. And, uh, Jeff was just a mastermind, um, you know, behind all of it. And it was really, really great. Went out, went off without a hitch. Now, um, part just to kind of add to the, uh, the, the rugby culture, uh, you know, there's a very robust, uh, senior rugby kind of circuit that yeah. goes on throughout the world, uh, throughout the United States in particular. Uh, most of the tournaments are 35 and over. Um, I think this might, and then they'll have like 16 over brackets and things like this. But uh, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this might be one of the, one of the only 50 and over um, programs. And so, uh, and I think people got really excited about it. You know, they have good teams that are you know playing throughout the year. And then now here's a, kind of a world-class venue or, uh, and the start of a new program that I think they, they all got really excited about too. Yeah. That um, is exciting for sure. Uh, I got to say, can I say, I'll say yeah, one more thing ahead. with it too. I feel like uh, we, um, we identified a number of opportunities that I'm not sure and organically that I'm not sure we completely saw, you know, we were really excited just to get, you know, 18s out to play and, you know, we'd be excited to have more next year. Um, but, or, you know, throughout organically, it came about that there's probably going to be a competitive division and a social division, yeah. right? And that gives us the ability to have two, you know, 18 tournament, 18, uh, eight team uh, brackets. And, you know, th- just the possibilities are, are, are really, uh, are really strong. That's one of the great things that, um, again, like you said, organically, it kind of evolved uh, throughout the history of the games. But that's one of the great things that we've been able to do here at the Huntsman World Senior Games is um, not only divide competition up by age, which is easy to do. You know, that's just based on your birth date. But uh, in many cases, we're able to divide it up by skill level. And, um, and and that, you know, that just opens up opportunities that it makes it more accessible. It makes it more pleasant, uh, just a, a, a well-rounded, better experience to be able to play where you know that generally speaking, you're playing against people that are at your skill level, whether that skill level is very high, which like you said, Jeff, we had some Holy cow, we have some really high level play or yeah. if 
or if you're just getting back into it or whatever, I, I got to say, I did make it over to a game or two. Um, and I, I was just blown away at, at the physicality, but just the toughness as well. Like I said, I, I, I know a little bit about rugby, but you know, this was probably the first full game that I've actually sat down and watched from start mm-hmm. to finish. And I was just blown away. And, and I mean, obviously it's very physical and uh, you know, I, I would even say violent. I, I, I think that's a fair word, but there's they, they also, call it, uh, elegant violence. Is yeah, no, I was going to say, elegant violence. I was going to say like, even before you said that, I was going to say, there's also a beauty to it that I was not expecting. Like there's just, there's something special about it. I, I know people who are kind of just fanatics about the sport and I, being unfamiliar with it, I didn't get it. But now having just experienced that play, and again, I saw one of the high level games. It was the gold medal match between the two best teams. But there was there was there was an elegant aspect to the violence of it. And it was it was really cool to watch. Just the, the toughness and you know, you just I I I I words kind of fail me, but I was really <laughs> impressed and very excited about the the potential for expansion and growth. For those, for those who maybe aren't uh, as familiar with the, the game like me, um, how, how would you explain what the game is and how it works to somebody who doesn't know much about rugby? Go ahead, Ray. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a pretty simple game. Um, and if you think about it, the only way to advance the ball forward is either by running it or kicking it. Right. So you have to pass the ball backwards. Um, and so, you know, if you can think about it from that framework, you can see, it. you know, it just makes a lot of sense to run, you know, and run as far as you can. Um, once you're tackled, though, you actually have to let go of the ball when you're on the ground. And then that's where you kind of get almost in like a football, uh, you know, kind of off offensive, defensive line type situation. Um, what I love about the, the most about it, it's just a very fluid game. It doesn't stop unless, you know, somebody does something wrong or, or uh, the ball goes out of bounds. Um, you know, with that elegant violence, there's also a real sportsmanship and camaraderie that comes from that. Um, and I feel like that's how you can have, you know, 50 plus year old men running into each other at full speed and, <laughs> and, and, and still smiling, you know, about it afterwards. Um, and I love, I love that piece of it. And I've got to say, like, Ray is not exaggerating <laughs> when he says 50 plus men running at each other at full speed, but with smiles on their faces. It was it yeah. was just incredible. Yeah, it really is. And um, yeah, I don't know when you think about it, it's a really good metaphor, at least for me, you know, now and not quite in my 50s. I didn't get to play this year. I was 49. And uh, apparently everybody's really strict about that for the game. <laughs> so uh, next so, year is all uh, you, right? Next year is all yeah, you. Next year is my year. Um, but uh, with it, it's a really good, I don't know, like the, the, the people that have been playing for a long time, rugby's a really good metaphor for life. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just keep going as far as you can. And uh, when you can't go any, any further, you go to the ground and your friends, you know, help you out and then they keep it going. Um, and then the other part of it is, is, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs and elegant violence in life. And you just got to have a smile on your face and, you know, pick up the guy that you knocked down uh, afterwards because he's going to knock you down in a minute. <laughs> and, then, and then you'll probably go share a frosty cold adult beverage, you know, afterwards to <laughs> talk about how great the game was. I got I got to tell you you know, having been involved with the games for a long time, it's fun to see that every sport does have its own personality, you know, and, and they're, they're all great and they all fit the people that participate, but you know, a a group of tennis players, 
just approaches the game and life and things a little bit different than, you know, a group of basketball players or volleyball players might do things a little bit different than pickleball players. And you can see that, right, Lil? Like you, you kind of notice that around, you notice that. I have got to say rugby, the, the personality of rugby was so fun and amazing and uh, just uh, just incredible. I, I will say, I know you're just about to say I this. Will, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, maybe you're going to say something else, Lil. But um, I heard the most colorful <laughs> language that I, on the on the rugby pitch that that I don't think I've heard since I was a lumberjack in the mountains of Burley, Idaho, the year after my senior year in high school. Uh, but again, just a bunch of smiles afterwards and true sportsmanship, handshakes, hugs, and, and, you know, like sincere, like everybody really enjoyed one another. And that was a fun and the thing to see. And the interesting thing on that note, Kyle, is the, the, these aren't thugs that are that are expressing themselves with that colorful language. I mean, we had surgeons on the field. We had, we had politicians. We had one gentleman running for Congress in, in Atlanta. Right. Uh, we had, he didn't say anything, anything. And no, 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 no. Oh, everything, everything, no, no, no. everything. Oh, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, yeah. yes. Right. But I mean, we, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had, we had the whole, we had, we, we ran the whole gamut of types of people that were out there. Um, <laughs> And I, somebody jokingly said one time, in terms of that elegant violence, you probably have more initials after people's last names in a rugby match than any yeah. other sport. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, that's yeah, there's something to be said about that. Uh, I mean, Ray and I both come from back east. We we went to high school in the same town in Maryland, and. Um, most of the guys on my team back in DC, they were all, uh, uh, one of my teammates was, uh, was, uh, an executive at the world bank. Uh, we had ambassadors, we had attorneys, we had, it was just so rich in backgrounds and we had construction workers and teachers and judges, educators. It's, it's everybody. It really is everybody. It's amazing. Yeah. And we, you know, and it doesn't matter where you go. And I think you, rugby's unique in that. I don't care where you go in the world. If you got a piece of rugby paraphernalia on you, that's an instant common ground to start. Yeah, a camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Tahiti a couple of years ago and I had my all blacks hat on and I was just jabber jawing with a guy on, on the plane next to me. It's a 14 hour plane ride. And we just talked rugby the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there is no question that there is a, a passion there that is shared yeah. and that's part of the fun of it. Yeah. You know, that's part of the fun of it. I was just going to say really fast was that even in check-in, what a great group, you know, they came in and they were fun. They, you know, just the camaraderie that they had with each other. And then with our group, our check-in group, yeah. you know, so it everyone was, had nice things to say. It, it was great. We, yeah. we added a couple of, well, three new sports this year, rugby being one of them. And uh, all of them went well. And, and rugby was certainly yeah. not an exception to that. You guys, we are beyond excited. We're beyond excited to uh, continue to watch the sport grow and to continue to work with both of you guys and, uh, you know, really do something special for these players that have all of these, you know, all of these feelings and this emotion, this passion and, and these, you know, these desires to get out there and still do the thing that they love to do. We're excited to be able to provide that venue and work with you in order to do so. 
we've unfortunately run out of time. Yeah, I can't believe so it fast. did go fast. It really did go fast. But we'll uh, we'll have you back another time when oh, we yeah. get ready to start registering, and we'll just remind people about this great sport and get updates on where we're going. And I promise I'm coming out next time. If as long as there's no rain. Yeah, the rain was, <laughs> yeah. was a bummer this year. But let me just say to you guys both, thank you so much to you yes. as well as your entire team. I know you learn new things and next year is going to be even better. But from you know our standpoint, we were just pleased and excited to uh, be working with you and to keep moving this thing forward. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Kyle. Though. We're glad to be part of it. Yes, we sure Excellent. are. Thanks a lot. We'll, we'll be in touch. All right, guys. Thanks. Take care. Ooh, I know it's fun to talk about, it you know, it's just, it was just so great. But uh, just to wrap us up here, a couple of quick mm-hmm. things, uh, as we well know, the games are over, but there's still plenty of reasons to go and check out the website, mm-hmm. which is seniorgames.net, not the least of which is we have all of our results there. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering how the games went, one of the best ways to get a big picture is to just peruse through the results right. of the different sports. So you can again, see that at seniorgames.net. In addition to that, we've got our latest living your best life webinar. That's there. It's available to rewatch. We visited with Paul Tracy about what to do when you receive a significant medical diagnosis. And he had some great advice. In addition to that, we've also got videos and photos, just all kinds of great stuff. Check it all out at seniorgames.net. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast and you can find and subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere that the podcasts are found. And then you can also see this as well as previous shows right there on our website at seniorgames.net. Today's inspirational thought comes from the late, great Bruce Lee. Okay. And he says, knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.